Last time on Join the Party. In the aftermath of the gala kidnapping, Multitool and Killanova took a breather, got some HP, key points, and spell slots back. Volcani was still stuck to the multitude siblings, who it turns out weren't fancy siblings at all, but copies of a villain working for Gutenberg. As the LT3 drove back to Dr. Morrow's mansion to regroup, they were accosted by one of Gutenberg's drones, inviting them, or challenging them, it's pretty much the same, to a super-powered hero versus villain showdown at the Vitamin M factory. They grabbed Dr. Morrow and sped out to the marshes. Oh yeah, we're doing some superhero shit. Let's get the party started. I think I have to ask an incredibly important question to set the scene of what's happening here. Multi-tool, do you still keep your hands at 10 and 2 even if you have stretchy powers? (laughs) That would allow you a larger, like, yaw of being able to turn the the wheel? Most certainly. (laughs) See, the, the problem is with stretchy powers, by having it on 10 and 2... You don't even have to, like, you know, hand over hand kind of turn it. You just turn your arms and they twist like a, like a, I don't know. Like a pretzel. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I think I do maybe flatten my palms out a little bit just for better grip, you know. I like that a lot. You just have big, (laughs) really flat hands. Mm -hmm. And then your arms get all twisty and then I sprinkle cinnamon sugar on it and it's a delicious (laughs) cinnamon twist donut. I think if Milo ever said that to Aggie, she would be like, that's touching. <laughs> Thank you. I thought you were going to ask Eric what's on the radio, and I think the answer is contemplative silence. <laughs> <laughs> Just some sports jockeys, like some real talk radio happening. Yeah, three guys, all of them with vaguely different Canadian accents, are all yelling about the mountain lobsters right now. Quaba mm-hmm, mm-hmm. qua. One, one in Newfoundland and one is once Toronto. That's very <laughs> funny. I still like it's the arms. It's like you need extra space because your elbows go all the way out. That's a good question. Can I shrink? I don't think so. I think I can oh. only stretch beyond my normal size. Yeah. So I, mean, I think oh, I used to keep her elbows real close. I wonder if it's coiled like a spring. Yes. Like you, you're, you've, you've coiled your arms all the way around so that if you need it, you have more ability to stretch. Just some, some Aggie body horror corner really quickly. Just to start the episode off. Yeah. The superhero version of Slinky Dog. Oh, that's me. I like that. I think that we also see that because your arm is crossed over Dr. Morrow, who has the window open and is kind of just like has her hand out the window, like moving it up and down in the flow of the air as you are driving, I can only assume, at the speed limit. Oh, baby, we're three miles over. Oh, hey now. <laughs> three whole miles. We're going to get miles arrested. And mm-hmm. Val and Milo are just screaming at Aggie to go faster. <laughs> As you're driving at 68 miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> across Highway 1 to get to the vitamin N distribution plant where Gutenberg has told you to show up. Now on the way, team, who are we calling in for backup? This is a must. I mean, I feel like we just text every superhero we know being like, show up to this location. We're going to fight. 
other people, cool. not not each other. Oh, the, specifically, <laughs> not each other. It's not gonna be a battle royal. We're yeah, gonna fight yeah. a bad guy. Val sends a text. Milo is like, wait, and then Val's like, fuck, and then sends like four more texts in a row. Yeah. Come to this spot if you want to fight. Mm-hmm. Enemies, Good, not us. Gutenberg, yeah, yeah, yeah. not me. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we text Night of Mirrors directly, though, not on the group chain, so they feel special. You know. Yes. For sure. Because we're we're interrupting their anniversary, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredible. All right, so like we there aren't that many superheroes in Lake Town City. So are we really just talking about the Upcountry Keepers and the Night of Mirrors, or do you want to see? Do you want to like? recall some of the newbies who were there what are you thinking i mean i would take lou and room but i don't know how room's feeling but i feel bad endangering a child yeah but they're the smartest person in in lake town city so like i know i feel like they do better than we do <laughs> sure i will say you have already told room to chill yeah. because of this exact reason yes. and um lou said that they had to go home to tell their parents that they were not at a, at a party thing did the bee guy get kidnapped? Is he yes. one of the people we have to save? Okay, cool. Otherwise, I would have been like, we got to call the bee guy. Yeah, out of the new folks, Hive and Wyvern are in there. Emily is probably definitely captured. Um, you don't know where the other upcountry keepers are, except for Tough Stuff, who was like, wait a second. I don't know what's up. There are two people we've come across in our travels that I think are more on our side than Gutenberg's. The Time Shark. One <laughs> who's dead, supposedly. One is the Somalier. Yes. Yeah. Powerful as all get out, was at the gala, did not get taken, and I think it's a pretty persuasive argument to say, hey, um, Gutenberg is trying to kidnap you to come help us kick his ass. Two, Fritz Brightstone. I would love to give Fritz a call. Mm, interesting. I think he would be difficult to persuade, but I'm not against trying to persuade him. I also don't know what his superpower is, so that would be Me neither. curious. We just know that he was at that reunion. Mm-hmm. And he tried to be on the superhero team. Got real mm-hmm. competitive about it. Interesting, interesting. All right, so who wants to talk to who? Let's play some of this out. I would like to call Fritz on my hands free, but someone... I mean, do we have the Somalia's number? Like, how does this work? Do I still have the guest list on hand? I'm going to say that you can, if you saw them, then you can probably check the Google spreadsheet that had all of the rich people on it that definitely has the Somalia's number on it. That's totally fine by me. Cool. Google spreadsheets, the real superhero. (laughs) I think Val texts the Somalia being like, I will forgive past transgressions if you show up here and help us save some people who also tried to kidnap you earlier. Signed, Volcani. <laughs> dash, dash Volcani. I think the sommelier says in response, Cool. Thank you for the invite. The thing about being someone for hire is <laughs> I don't know if I can do that or not, but I will keep my options open. <laughs> How much money would it cost? To come fight a supervillain. The sommelier sends you a rate card. <laughs> like, a, right. like a PDF that right. has uh, her per hour on uh, it. Ah, delicious. And it's like, let me roll on this. <laughs> ah, I rolled a nat one. Here's what <laughs> happens. I rolled a nat one. She sends a rate card that's from like 
five years ago. Good. So it's actually a lot. It's a lot less expensive than you think it is. It was like right when she got her sommelier license. So it's actually like only like two hundred dollars an hour. Oh, I'll pay it immediately. <laughs> I already PayPal'd her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she she responds with. This is for 15 minutes. What do you need? No. According to your rate card, which you sent me just now, I paid the rate for two hours. Shit. Okay. For additional costs, please invoice Emily Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She, sa- <laughs> she says, I'm on the other side of town finishing something up. I will be there when I can. For additional for additional costs <laughs> such as rush orders, please invoice Emily Slaughter. No, no, I will be there when I can. I need I also need to update my rate card. I Fine. think you're the wrong one. I think that means that if I did this math right, that means the sommelier is sixteen hundred dollars an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I mm-hmm. mean, great. Respect. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna text the Knight of Mirrors and I'm gonna say, Hey, uh, KOM, it's Milo. Uh, I know you are having a oh, nice... Oh, you said, sorry, you said Milo, and I'm only being a stickler about it because it's the Night of Mirrors. The, the Night of Mirrors always requests that you use your, your name because, uh, to, to have good work-life balance. Yeah, no, no, and I was trying to be personable, so that makes sense. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a gaffe and, you know, endear them to you by right. humor. Milo deletes... Milo and then puts Killanova and says, I know you're having a nice night in, but um, we could really use your help and we're not sure that we can tackle this um, super villain. Oh yeah, we're gonna go fight Gutenberg. Please, we could use your help. Uh, thanks. XOXO Gossip Killanova. Great. Why have we not been calling the Knight of Mirrors.com? <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty good. That's, <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think the Night of Mirrors is gonna say, "Oh man, sorry. At anniversary, might need to do some things to make sure the wife doesn't will not know where I'm going. Uh, might be more tricky than I thought." I think the Night of Mirrors is feeling very it's conflicted and it's like, oh, "One-time opportunity to fight Gutenberg before we destroy him for the rest of time." Obviously. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I'm going to say. Bring the wife. Great date night. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Don't bring the wife. <laughs> Can I roll a persuasion and be like, this would be your one opportunity to take down Gutenberg with us. The wife is invited. Your partner is probably just as badass as you. But if that's not the case, then maybe, yeah, we, we'll give you cover. We'll give you validate your parking lie or whatever. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, yeah, make, make a persuasion check. Well, that's a three. Well, yeah, mm, that feels mm. right. I think the Knight of Mirrors says in response, You know how I feel about my secret identity. I don't think I can reveal that to the wife, capital T, capital W. Can I roll uh, insight? I just want to know if Milo thinks that the Knight of Mirrors is lying. Sure, yeah, you can roll it. The, the insight check is fine. I got a 15 plus 9 for 24. 24. Wow. Real misplaced roll there. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 24. Okay. Why are they lying to you? I guess what is your question? No, just that they are lying or not. Like, are they actually at an anniversary dinner with their partner? With a 24, I will tell you, probably not. They were being weird at the gala. 
I will say with a 24, you know they're lying. Okay. You don't know why they're lying. You don't know what they are actually doing, but they are not at an anniversary dinner with the wife. Maybe <laughs> they said the wife too many times, and that yeah, really, yeah. like, they're laying it on a little thick. So, like, you don't know if they don't have a wife. You don't know if it's not their anniversary and they do have a wife. You don't know any of this stuff, but you do know that they're lying, and right now that they're trying to use every trick in the book not to have to come out to reinforce this lie. Okay. That's fair. I'm going to turn to my compatriots in the caboose. I was trying to look for alliteration there. And say... <laughs> Car? <laughs> wow. Car, Brandon? <laughs> wow. I have to be fired from this podcast. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say, y'all, I don't know what's up, but Nightmares says they can't come they're at their they say they're at their anniversary dinner with the wife but that's clearly a lie so i I don't know i i'm out of ideas here did they keep capitalizing the wife they did (laughs) which is weird yeah i feel like they would not use that straightforwardly but also aren't cool enough to use it ironically so we're in a real middle ground here so I, I, did you guys have any success with other folks? Oh, I paid the sommelier $400 to show up. Hopefully she does. Perfect. Smart. Yeah. And I um, just give me give me a second. I'm going to try. I'm going to try Fritz on the on the hands free. Yeah. Dr. Morrow has stayed very quiet this entire time. Whether or not she's just in, in silent contemplation or she is just has her hand out the window and is like just pushing against the air resistance as you're driving on the highway. Well, I have to roll the window up to use the Bluetooth, so I'm going to roll it up and then say anything to contribute, Dr. Morrow? No. I'm just thinking about all the ways I'm going to take that asshole apart. That's the vibe that we're going for in this car ride. Thank you very much. Quite appropriate, quite appropriate. I just realized that Dr. Morrow's initials are DM, and I see you, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Dr. Cassandra is also DC, so think about that. Wow. Yeah, she, she says, I've come up with about a thousand ways so far, but I don't think any of them are appropriately terrible enough to someone who would harm one hair on, <laughs> on January's head. The ca- capital T, capital J, the January. One specific hair. <laughs> on the the hair. hair. The hair on the hair. There it is. And she goes, good one, Milo. <laughs> I'll remember that. Th- this sounds appropriate. Uh, okay, let me let me try. Dr. Morrow, do you know anything about Fritz Brightstone besides being a mountain lobster? They should probably pay him more. He's going to go to the Dallas Stars. I know. It's worth hitting the cap. Yeah. He's going to leave the mountain lobsters? What's if, happening? If Hold they don't on. pay if they don't pay him enough, uh, free agency's coming through, coming soon. I don't know enough about hockey to finish this <laughs> to say <laughs> anything this more joke. about this. Now he right, starts right. like steaming, be like, "Hey, you can't fucking leave like town city, that motherfucker. Let there's it fuel a, you. Let there, it fuel you, Val." There's a lot of rumors of that Lake Town City isn't big enough of a media market for Fritz Brightstone. He's just going to be the new John Tavares and everyone's going to fucking hate him now. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hook up my phone to the Bluetooth and call Fritz. It's not already hooked up to the Bluetooth? It doesn't automatically hook up when Aggie gets in the car? I'm shocked. No, Aggie has a deep suspicion of both microwaves and Bluetooth. (laughs) Is she an old Ukrainian grandma? Yes. Multi-tool is really different. (laughs) (laughs) 
Previous Aggie also had a suspicion of microwaves. I mean, look what happened to her entire family. Totally fair to have suspicions of microwaves. Yeah. I would definitely <laughs> say so. That's it's a lot more accepted in Lake Town City than anyone else to like not have a microwave in your house. Yeah. Uh, Fritz Brightstone. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Give him a call. This is from the Aggie phone. From Aggie's phone. Cool. I like the Aggie phone better. If we could. From the Aggie phone. Why? How is multi-tool Aggie related to Fritz Brightstone? How do they know each other? I think that in this timeline, because Aggie was around so much less, like her job in the forest takes her away for weeks or months at a time, sure. she actually has a stronger kinship with Fritz than I think Aggie did in the previous timeline. Because previously she was kind of like all around town, known to everybody, everything that it seems Fritz doesn't quite like about his celebrity. But now in this timeline, Aggie as as multi-tools forest ranger lifestyle, you know, they kind of cross paths in a stewards and they're like, oh yeah, how are you? What's up? What's going on? Aggie is much less of kind of like a representation of the Laketon and LTC hype that Fritz is maybe put off by than she used to be. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like there's something about you going away to the forest that is comparable to, uh, let's say, 10-day road trip through the Southwest when you have to play all those teams down there. <laughs> yeah, like he might take his boats through the lock that she's operating, you know, a couple times a summer and, you know, pulls over and their dogs hang out and, you know, they have a beer after Aggie shift ends. So I think they, they probably have a, you know, a nice little kind of see each other a few times a year friendship. Sure. I like that. I think there's also like Aggie looking out at a firewatch station with nothing but like the radio with the Lake Town City announcers on like some game between like freaking Edmonton and LTC and uh, you Fritz Brightstone scores and you and then like a bird goes up in the, in the, <laughs> into the sky. Oh, that's beautiful. I really like that. That's a nice friendship. I like that. That's great. Yeah. I don't think they text a lot. You know, like she might like send him a, a text a couple weeks after, you know, the hockey finals and be like, hey, nice, by the way, I'm, you know, I'm on this lock. I'm on the upper Saranac locks, you know, June to September or something. I feel like they have a very casual, like, Snapchat relationship or something, <laughs> where it's just like, Aggie will be like, cool picture of a bird, click. Like yes. It. Oh, I love that, Julia. I think maybe Fritz is into, like, botanical identification, or maybe he's, like, a volunteer, sure. like, marking eagles or something. Mm. They definitely have some sort of nature-related thing where they just take, text each other pictures of eagles that they see. Especially, if, I'm sure Fritz has a Finsta, too, which is oh, just yeah. birds, right? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, cool. can you make an insight check? Yes, and I will tell you why in a second. Yeah, that's a ten, and I only have one luck point left, so I'm not going to reroll. Yeah. Okay, you have no idea what Fritz's power is. No, I don't. No, it's never come up. But in you... the same timeline, we were still surprised to see each other at that warehouse with Emily Slaughter. I think that's the only time we've ever come close to talking about it, and we never have since. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that I think that's it. It's probably it's it's pretty late right now, and it's also July, so it's not during the season. So I think you call him, and he's just like washing dishes at home. And he's like, "Aggie, I'm I'm doing dishes right now. Would that bother you if I keep doing dishes while we talk?" Cute. No, not at all. That's that's so thoughtful of you. Listen, I. We're gonna have this phone call, and if at the end of it we decide never to talk about it again, that's fine. Um, remember that time a, a year or so back when Emily had us all in that warehouse, and I almost got hit by the ice cream truck. Yeah, I do. Strange times, right? It was. Um, let it just be said that I've been I've been doing more work um, in that space not the the literal one i'm back to that <laughs> warehouse i don't happen to it but just did she rent that obstacle course anyway um are you an upcountry keeper 
I'm very not an upcountry keeper. <laughs> um, I am multi-tool. And I am uh, calling in every favor and friend that I have to my name, both of them, um, tonight. Because we're going up against somebody with a lot more resources than we have. So, listen, you can end the call, finish your dishes, get on with your life, and I'll see you when I see you uh, next time you're up in the locks. But if you have any inkling ability um desire to get in the game or or just chip in um gonna send you an address and i'd love your help taking down some bad folks awesome i will persuasion yeah if you want to come on fritz come on fritz come on fritz i got a nat one on persuasion so i'm gonna use my last luck point oh boy oh boy oh boy okay i got a 12 persuasion okay not bad better than 10 there is a long silence on the other side of the the phone with just like the i think it's just the water running right the water running into a a pretty full sink of dishes and i think after a while you hear the water turn off and fritz says i'll see what i can do to help thank you i owe you a, a jenny Click. Hell yeah. And then I'll roll the window back down so Dr. Mario can serve. Can, rumi- can ruminate. Yeah, yeah, ruminate. And then you hear Dr. Mario, at one point, like 10 minutes later, you hear Dr. Mario go, huh? Mm. And then just back <laughs> to come uh, I still have to text tough stuff. And Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's going to be from like Val's superhero phone. Not that I think Shannon Redwine ever had Val's actual like personal number, <laughs> but yeah. just in case. And I think Val is like, meet here to help rescue the rest of your upcountry keepers. If you found any of the other ones, bring them with you. We gotta get back your teammates. Tough Stuff then texts Aggie and says, Hey, I don't know if you texted me from the LT3 phone number or something, uh, but um, I haven't found any of the other one, any of the other folks, but uh, I'll, I'll, uh, you'll see me there. Was that to my multi-tool phone? Yeah, to the multi-tool phone. All right, I'll hand it back to Val to respond. No, it's fine. Mission accomplished. That's all I needed. Confirmation. I, I do thumbs up emoji on it. Hell nice. yeah. Tough stuff then responds in all caps. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Did you text that? Val types that out, but then immediately deletes it. <laughs> no. Stick to the plan. Proud of you, Val. So mad. Buy a new ice cream after this. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Incredible. All right. So I think that you are now all the way across the city on Highway 1. You take the exit that goes out into the marshes. Um, very familiar to where when you drove up only a few short months ago uh, dealing with uh, the LTC mob and those uh, ridiculous YouTubers. As you get pretty close, I think that there starts to be a part where it gets marshy, like where you stop seeing... <laughs> <laughs> when you st- in the marshes, yeah, makes sense. When you start, all right, both of you, when <laughs> you stop seeing trees and it starts becoming scrub, and then you start actually seeing some of the warehouses on the horizon, um, that all of you lose service. Classic. Uh, no Wi-Fi, no LT3, no data, everyone's stuff goes out. And Dr. Morrow's like, I have 7G. What is, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. That's not anything. Can you give us at least five? 
Sorry, I meant, oh, my 4G is out. I don't know what you're <laughs> Dr. Morrow, did you invent 7G? I cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> how many Gs there are. You're not on the record. I just want to know. Aren't we always on the record? No. She, cr- she, cr- she crushes a can-, a can of soda in her hand, but she just finished. You literally know our secret identities. I swear to God, I hope that we're not always on the record. So as we're approaching where we're going, instead of superpower, sure. uh, which Preserver had, multi-tool has lay of the land. Great. I would love to roll perception on anything that's out of place in this environment. If there is a transponder that shouldn't be there, if there is some kind of blocker, if there are people lying in wait, like what looks off about the visage of this warehouse as we approach it? Great question. Please make that perception check. A 13 plus six for a 19. Nice. 19. I think you realize what happened because you eventually drive by a cell tower that is just completely broken in half. Just one half on the ground, the other half is sparking in the night right now. Oh. It seems like someone has just taken the entire middle of this cell tower away, and one is on the ground, and the other is just like the little nub is still plunged into the ground. There's also telephone wires down that are sparking and very dangerous over in the, dist- in the distance. You also see that there's just like a massive divot that is in the ground and that is like someone has plowed right through the ground that crosses through roads and the dirt and sometimes it goes straight through a warehouse that has like a big hole in it like a bulldozer kind of like a bulldozer yes and with a 19 you see that there is a 30 foot tall mouth that is just chomping its way Throughout the warehouse, you know, uh, in sort in Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Gengar. You know how the Gengar is just like a big mouth with like a little bit of face around mm-hmm. it. It's like that, yeah. mostly mouth. And with a nineteen, I'll say that you recognize that this kind of looks like the Muncher, the villain you just fought a little while ago. Mm. Oh, but he's thirty feet tall now. He is a twenty-five, <laughs> thirty-foot tall mouth, just munching through everything. Oh no, is it because he ate room? Fuck. Oh, it is, because he took a bite out of room. Wow, shit. The mouth with the very small amount of face like encircling the top of it is glowing purple. Oh shit. Also to the side with a 19, I will give you that, uh, you see that something is like coming into view every once in a while, like swinging nearby. You see the yarn guy kind of like throw a string of yarn through the air, Spider-Man swing through it, and then do it again with his other arm, kind of like Spider-Man swing through a portal in the middle of the air. I'm going to say that, hey, for all of you listeners out there, this is Threadbare. This is who I'm talking about. (laughs) So we're going to give him that name. This is like the gaunt bartender who had the yarn power. And is who is all made of yarn. If you weren't such a jerk, that'd be really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, please make a perception check. A flat 18. Good job, Dice. 17, perception. 16 plus 9 for 25. Perfect. Bang. You you lucky dogs. While you were still this far away, Milo, you pull your eyes away from this giant mouth and yarn portal man swinging by, and you realize that you're still pretty far away, so nearby, you see that there's a bunch of warehouses, but there's one warehouse that looks different than all the others, probably because there is a giant quilt 
pulled all the way over the top of this warehouse. It is like a wooly, dark blue, big, scratchy blanket that has been pulled over this warehouse. Like someone is hiding underneath it in a very easy game of hide and seek. (laughs) Does it look like the same kind of material yarn that Threadbare is made of? Interesting question. I can say yes, but if you feel like roll, you only can roll Arcana to, uh, I, I can give you more. Okay. That's okay. He's the only one that's good at Arcana. Julia, you also have to roll Arcana, but it doesn't mean anything. You just have to say your bad roll on the, on the podcast. Fine. Here. <laughs> can I cast um, Guidance on it? Uh, yeah, sure. Seven. Bad roll right there. Thanks. I, I, I'm going to waste <laughs> them on things that aren't important. <laughs> well, Eric, I got the best possible results I could. I got a natural 20, a four, and I have plus five to Arcana. Holy <laughs> shit. Incredible. Yeah. I will tell you everything you need to know about this quilt. This quilt was made by Threadbare. One. Two. This quilt looks different than the portals you've seen. The portals seem to be ripping through the fabric of space and time. This is like the difference between making a magic thing and making a shield or a dome. This is protective. This is like heavy duty yarn. Like if someone made you a sweater of this, you'd be like, oh, thanks. This is going to be so scratchy. I have to wear two layers of long johns underneath it so I don't scratch, right? This is very resistant. So maybe you can you take out that bit of yarn that Volcani had grabbed from before. You see that this is made out of different stuff. Maybe this one doesn't go up in flames. Maybe this one is resi- is more resistant to it and won't have that that fire bonus that Volcani had before, the one Boom. in the dome. This thing is not like what you had fought before. Maybe if you can't damage it to dick it off. Maybe it's going to be a lot harder to deal with than it was before as Volcani burned it. It did not get double damage, but it did still burn. You know what I'm saying? This might not yeah. burn. Okay. This might not burn. I will give you one more thing, Mon Frere, Nat 20, 29, Mon Frere. Hey, how powerful do you have to be to be swinging through the air on your yarn and also with the the dome? You had seen Threadbare before set up and be able to activate them, but this feels like a much bigger job than just like set up trap, activate trap. He has just spent a lot of energy making this yarn and now is also doing co-op with Mega Muncher, which is a name that I will give you and you can say in (laughs) in canon that you've come up with, the Mega Muncher. So they're all like powered up on mushrooms is basically what we're feeling. Probably an easy place to get when you're at the vitamin M distribution plant. I think Val turns to Dr. Morrow at this point and is like so we were having a conversation before you got into the car about like you know how much you knew about the mushrooms powering people before we brought it to your attention how's this looking this situation here how are you feeling about this uh i just want to say that while eric was explaining all of that milo took the piece of yarn from volcani and put it on his forehead with two fingers close his eyes and then explained everything that Eric said out loud. (laughs) Extraordinary. Incredible. Bad. Terrible. Incredible. So now I'm going to lay out what's going on here. This is a DM Eric stepping in. Oh, hi. Hey, Eric. Hey, well, I hope you, how are you doing? Uh, I'm scared. Eric, we're playing a really good game of D&D. I don't know if you like need us right now, but like, I just really want to get back to it. So. Oh yeah. 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 No, that's fine. That's fine. Here's what I'd, what I'll say. This is the obstacle in your way, is the dome. You cannot deal with the Gutenberg problem until you get through the dome. You have to figure out the way to do that. Here's the second thing I will say. 
Mega Muncher and Threadbear are stalking around looking for you. Every so often, they might see you, and then we're going to roll on it, and then that might get activated, and I'll deal with that then. Cool. With a 25, you are still far enough away that they have not noticed you. Shout out to that 25. Thank God you did. I like the puzzle. Objective. Get into warehouse through yarn. <laughs> I do want to check in on that question that I gave Dr. Morrow before I suggest my ridiculous suggestion for this um, Oh, yeah, I, I got a couple, too. I love Absolutely. it. Uh, Dr. Morrow says, well, unfortunately, the FDA does not have great standardization. You know, like how you have to check meat before it goes out? The FDA doesn't do that for supplements, and I think that that's real bad of the FDA. Cool. What I was asking was your knowledge of power-up mushrooms before we brought it to your attention. Hmm. In science, sometimes you have a hypothesis, which is like a guess that you kind of throw on a whiteboard and you're not exactly sure how it's going to end up. When you brought those delta-radiated mushrooms to me, I realized we had a much more serious problem, that this is in distribution. If you're talking about the bear spray that I've given to your compatriot here, uh... Hmm. George Washington Carver came <laughs> up with... I condescended to answer my question. We knew some of it, <laughs> what it could do. Maybe, let's say, two of the things the peanut could do. Not all hundreds just yet. Okay. Who's talking about peanuts? What peanuts? <laughs> Metaphor what do you mean? They're metaphorical peanuts. Fuck. They're, it's metaphorical peanuts. Follow-up question. Sure. Knowing this information now, do you know how to counteract the effects of those mushrooms having now studied and realized, oh, we got a fucking problem? Have you come up with solutions to said problem to make our lives easier and to make it easier for us to get January back and also other people, but mostly January? No. Damn it. Urgently, the answer is no. We know how to power up we know how to take away, but we do not know how to take away power up that is still in the experimentation phase. Well, here's the thing as well. If these people are high on fucking mushrooms that are giving them better superpowers, in the past we've had experiences where we had some bad hangovers after those those uh, times on the sure. mushrooms, right? Sure. sure. Aren't all these people gonna like maybe crash from this mushroom usage? Theoretically, uh, you, you have more real uh, you have more real world experience about this than I do. But it seems like the uh, the the data is bearing out that as it as it as it is. Is there a way to um, accelerate the metabolism? Uh, uh, I hate. I don't like saying that I don't know things. So <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna I go with a maybe. Girl who's smarter than you? I'm gonna give her a call. Yeah, see, she's got some fucking answers. Jeez. Does Lou have any biographies yet? Can I read them? I don't have. I don't know. I don't know. I. I. You've got me. I don't know a thing. All right. Let's come up with solutions then. I don't. 
And that's why January is gone, because I didn't know enough things. Great. Is that what you wanted to say, Volcani? No, I wanted you to feel bad about it on your own. Anyway, well, now I do. I very much feel bad. Let's work the problem here, people. I think this is a this is a really good moment for me to share with you all something that I learned from my baby sister's friend, Taylor, which is, if my wishes came true, it would have been you. And... <laughs> That is just something that I've been going through in my mind. I'm so many questions. The lyrics, the lyrics of Taylor Swift songs up right now. I do have a listicle of the top lyrics of folklore that read like books. (laughs) How are we going to get through this impenetrable shield? I have a suggestion. Val raises their hand. Val, we're all equal partners here. Go for it. So, except Dr. Morrow, you're like you're like our trainee. Really? So, big guy eats anything, right? Can literally eat anything from mm-hmm. past experiences. Mm-hmm. What if I stood on top of the dome rug thing that's happening here, and I went, hey, man, come over here, come over here, and then I jumped out of the way at the last second, and then he ate through the shield, and then we could get inside. I love that. I can bounce you up and catch you on your way down. I think maybe we come up with plans don't put you in danger real quick <laughs> well options you have any like illusionary stuff <laughs> can it can it look like me but it's not actually me oh uh, mm. oh that's a good question I don't I can also bounce and basically don't take falling damage so I I can also be this person I don't think I do have any illusionary stuff but I do have some other ideas okay bounce them bounce them um, one, I could use some lightning to maybe try to catch a thing on fire. I, that probably won't work, though. But two, I could use control winds where I can make, like, a basically a big updraft. And maybe if Ooh. we can see how it's staked into the ground or not. And maybe if it is, then maybe we can lift it up. Love that. There's insect plague. Maybe we I conjure some moths and they eat the fabric. <laughs> Hell yeah. I do love that. That's I love a great that a lot. concept. I That's like wonderful. that so much. Or we drive them out of the warehouse by conjuring the moths like just under the blanket. Ooh, Moth yeah. damage, I'm a big fan of. And there's also Conjure Elemental where I can make like a fire creature. But again, I don't know if it'll land on fire. Yeah. Well, could a fire creature stand in for Volcani? Oh, yes. What if Fire Elemental looks like me? Yeah, yeah. but I don't want to like... I think it is an actual like person. Like it's a bean. Yeah, but if it's you, it's probably like a fire ghost, you know? Nothing's going to happen to it. It's just going to go back to the ghostly plane. The phantom zone. I'm sorry. I love all these ideas. That is true. My idea was... <laughs> the phantom zone is very funny. <laughs> Aggie, big into crochet, big into knitting. What if I untied it at the corner and unraveled it? Also an option. Also a good option. So what I'm hearing is we need to investigate how it is first attached to yes. the yeah is it just like a weighted blanket where it is draped over it or is it attached to the ground so maybe this is the point where we get out of the car so we can be a little sneakier yes and we can like go check out the the stuff yeah i can also like i have evasion of like area effects and i can't fall so cool. i think i can go on top of the blanket too cool cool i think it should be like Let's investigate it. I'll see if I can unravel the corner. Then let's try updraft slash moths. Then I'll try to climb up top. Cool. Good. Sounds good. Hey, it's Eric. 
Listen, all of these in the fall, I'm just going to go off on them. But I want to say something specifically. I, I feel like I need to target in on what I love about fall the most. I love apple cider donuts. Apple cider donuts are sweet and cinnamony, but they still have that like apple in it. So it's not just like you're getting hit in the face with sugar. Can you imagine eating an apple cider donut in the summer? No. You definitely can't. Apple cider donuts are the official food of fall, and I'm happy that I get to eat it now. Welcome to the mid-roll. I pick some up from your favorite donut place. Thank you to all of our patrons, especially you who have joined us recently. Liana, Cassandra, Haley, Cindy, Munchlax, Karen, Geffen, Christian, Hadwig, Kaylee, Holly, Lyle, and Stacia. So many new patrons, so many of you upgrading as well. I'm seeing all of you. I'm really hoping you're enjoying the first three episodes of Party Planning. We've already recorded another one. We're having so much fun doing it, and we hope you're enjoying it as well. Remember, the $5 tier, you get the audio of the Party Planning podcast, the Crunchy Tabletop RPG podcast, exclusive only for joining the party patrons. $10 tier is the video, and the $20 tier, you get all that, plus priority when submitting questions to the show, plus you get all the other rewards we give on patreon like the discord like the npc stories like the playlists like the bloopers and more all you have to do is join up go to patreon.com slash join the party pod and become a patron today i think you should check out the other shows that are part of the multitude collective and i think you'd really like horse horse is a podcast about the ridiculous stories internet drama and some of the biggest personalities all from the world of basketball hosts Adam Amawala and Mike Schubert want the world to know how unbelievable the culture and history of basketball is. They're here to fight the gatekeeping around the sport and prove it's entertaining for everyone, from super fans to folks who don't even know what the big orange ball is for. Whether it's a shot-by-shot breakdown of getcha, getcha, getcha head in the game from High School Musical or a thorough discussion of the best and worst food at NBA arenas, the Horse Boys got you covered. New episodes come out every other Monday. Just look for Horse in your podcast podcast app or check out horsehoops.com that's horse because basketball is more than what happens on the court this episode is sponsored by brook linen y'all i went off on the loungewear from brook linen and it is just as comfy now as when i had worn it before and finally it's cold enough for me to enjoy it all the time you can get that same coziness of your sunday morning snooze in t-shirts tanks joggers and more those sweats Y'all, it's a classic cut. There are no zippers for limitless comfort that you can pull off in real life. Yeah, you can walk around in these sweatpants, I'm telling you. There is a reason that Brooklinen has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. So go on, get comfy, and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code JOINTHEPARTY for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That is B-R-O-O. K-L-I-N-E-N dot com and use promo code join the party for $20 off a minimum purchase of $100. Brooklinen.com promo code join the party. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions. And you don't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you would with traditional therapy. See, I can text my therapist right now. I'm going to do it right now. Hey, I've been feeling a little run down lately. 
Oh, I got a text back right now. I wasn't expecting that. Why are you femur so bad? It's a weird misspelling. Uh, I guess she, uh, she meant feeling. Um, okay, let me respond. Uh, the world is pretty bad, and I don't feel like I can control that. I've got a response. Um, well, what are you looking forward to doing to Marrow? That's weird. Uh, I'm going to ask, uh, is your autocorrect okay? Etherba said, yeah, it's fine. Maybe you're feeling weighed down by something. Have you tried giving up your bones? Wait a second. My therapist is the bone witch. Damn it. She's gotten in BetterHelp. But luckily, BetterHelp makes it super easy to switch to a different therapist, especially if your therapist is a bone witch in disguise. Visit BetterHelp.com slash join the party. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and join the party listeners. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party. And finally, this podcast is sponsored by HelloFresh. Everyone knows fall is my favorite season, and I have so much to do. Sampling all of the pumpkin cold foam cold brew, going apple picking, wearing flannel, stepping outside, and going, woo! It's chilly. And luckily, HelloFresh recipes save me time when I would otherwise spend that time meal planning, shopping, and chopping. So you can go back to what really matters, pumpkin cold foam. You can even add seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls and Friendsgiving ready sides, as well as fresh, high-quality ingredients that travel from the farm to your front door in less than a week. I want to say my friends have verified that the pumpkin cinnamon rolls that we put together are really delicious. And I was able to do that from HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY14 and use code JoinThePARTY14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash JoinThePARTY14 and use code JoinThePARTY14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. And now, back to the show. All right, here we go. So because Milo had such a good perception check, you are all pretty far away. So you, if you want to get closer to try to get a ball in there, you're going to have to move. You're like a bunch of blocks away, I guess is the only way for me to say that. It's just that the um, both Mega Muncher and the, and the Quilt are so big, you saw it from very far away. Can we do a stealth check with the car? Like, can the car get the stealth check? You can try to stealth check the car. It will be less stealthy, I guess, is the only thing so I'll yeah, say. Yeah, I'll, I'll just turn my headlights off, park behind a bush, and we'll walk over. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you pull over. You can get out of the car. Dr. Morrow, like, am I... Should I come... Yes. Yes. Dr. Morrow. Bring your largest I, guns. I don't want to get in the... I don't want to get in the middle of, of your whole... Of your thing. I just want to... I... Also, I think I'll have my smallest guns, which... Are the most lady. powerful ones? <laughs> yes, we've seen men yes. in black. <laughs> what, is, what is that? <laughs> Valve's glares. Excuse you. All right. Um, I need everyone to circle up and um, hold hands with your palms palms facing up. Um, all right. We call upon the spirits of the spirit realm to make our footfalls not be quite so loud. <laughs> it's weird because he's never done this before before casting the spell. 
Mm, I don't worry, I'll take care of it. You can just walk around like a little cat. You're like a little cat. Thanks, thanks, Tuna. No. Go a little scritch behind the ear. Tuna leans into the scritch. <laughs> Yo. All right, so I'm going to cast Pass of the Trace on everyone. So it gives you a plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth check. Yeah. And I'll mm-hmm. roll my spell surge. Oh, please. Jesus. What's your spell surge yet? Uh, oh, come on, Brandon. No, no, no. It's fine. My spell surge is at seven. And I rolled an eight. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Brandon. <laughs> I have anxiety every time Brandon rolls. <laughs> okay, here's how we're going to do this. I know you all have passed without trace on. However, you're still pretty far away. I honestly would say you're like three stealth checks away. Okay. So you will average out all of your stealth checks together, and then I will make perception checks on behalf of Threadbare and Mega Muncher. Okay? okay. Cool. So let's make some rolls, huh? Cool. 25. Cool. Same. Uh, 17 for me. I rolled a three. Dr. Morrow, I will tell you, has um, negative one to dexterity. Plus nine. Plus, yeah, so, plus nine. so she got 12, and Brandon, you got 17? Yes. Okay. That all averages out to... I'm rounding it up to 20. Great. Um, Threadbare together, that them working together, they have plus six to perception. Because they're high, they're high up and they're looking for you. So... And they're juiced. And they're juiced. I got a 17. So you rolled a flat 17 on I know. I rolled an 11. Sorry. Oh, okay. 11 oh, plus Jesus. Six, 17. <laughs> you guys are safe for now. You scamper behind one warehouse. Uh, you look inside and you see they're selling fake uh, sneakers in there. It's an Air Jordans warehouse. Cool. Great. Classic. Cool. All right. Again. And we're going to go again. Ooh, that's great. Um, imagine the Hall of the Mountain King is playing right now. Wonderful. 29. Jesus. Julia, what's this little squid on my dice? What does that mean? Oh, is that a nat 20, Amanda? Yeah. I will need to do, do you, because ordinarily. Oh, so, so you want my 37? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. I got 21. <laughs> Dr. Morrow got a 19. Great. I need to get a 27. <laughs> they literally can't get impossible. a 27. <laughs> I need, yeah. If I roll a nat 20, they'll, they'll find you. Did you roll a nat 20? I rolled a 19. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right. You sneak up very, very close by. What's in this warehouse that we see? That's a good question. That's a good question. I actually, let me look at my notes. You wrote it down. It's leggings. You have to join a membership pyramid in order to buy or sell them. Okay. <laughs> it's those TikTok leggings that make your ass look really good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You. I think at this point, I think Mega Muncher gets closer. I think that they, it comes very close by, and it's like, wom, 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 crash, 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 wom, 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 wom. And they look around, they look around as you dart behind another another warehouse, and there's a moment, and you hear, nom, 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 as they keep going, and Threadbare also looks around from like hanging from a chunky yarn thread, and looks around and doesn't see you. You also, you see that Mega Muncher, you know how the Incredible Hulk <laughs> hulks out of his clothes and all he's doing is wearing <laughs> shorts? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see that, like, like there's a little body attached to the big mouth, and, like, it's like someone wrapped a very large scarf made out of yarn around the body and face that is not mouth of Mega Muncher. That's incredible. I love it. And it's, like, autumn colors. <laughs> It's like like ochre and orange and and golden rock. Ochre and ochre. 
and ochre and ochre and ochre. Uh, because they almost saw you, but now this is the most dangerous sneak you have to do. I'm gonna give myself plus eight, okay? Fine. I mean, okay. It's not like we can fight you on I know. this. <laughs> 27. Just high, a 20 for me. High stakes, y'all. High stakes. 17 for me. Jesus. Oh, no. 27 plus 20. Come on, Dr. Morrow. What did she get? Dr. Morrow rolled a nat one. However, I'm letting the same thing ride with the 20 that I'm going to use the number. So it's just 10, okay? okay. Because I didn't give you automatic success on that, Thank I'm going to ride the same thing because it's average. The number is 19. I have plus eight. I need to roll 11 or higher for the muncher to see you. We fucked. I rolled a nine. <laughs> Yay! Oh, God. Eat shit. <laughs> Eat anything Jesus. besides us, muncher. All right. Munch that dice, muncher. The muncher munches in a different direction. They don't see you. You are now like very close to the yarn dome, to the quilt. You're still hiding behind like the closest other building to the vitamin M distribution factory. You now see it is this midnight blue quilt that has been draped all the way over the warehouse. Eric, can I touch it? If you want to. I'm gonna touch it. Yeah. Can I get specific on like how it's made? Like is it knitted? Is it crocheted? Yeah, for art. For art, I wonder what, what is that? I think it would be Arcana, because it's like Arcana we've now been like how shit is made, and this is yeah. yeah. Arcana is how it's made. If you want to touch it, it would be investigation. If you want to look at stuff, that's perception. So I can do a check on behalf of the group now with the stakes. Well let me let's flip it then, because I have plus nine to perception. So if you want to do the touching and the weaving, because you have better investigation, right? I have better investigation. I was gonna investigate the stakes first since that's our plan A. I have zero or negative one to all of these, so. <laughs> Eric, would looking at the, the way it's hooked up to the ground in the building be investigation or perception? Perception. Okay. Okay. So, so I'll do that and then you do the other one? Yeah. Lovely. All right. So to look at how it is fascinated, we'll do a perception. If you want to touch it and see what it's made out of a little bit more, I think uh, you can do investigation um, or you want to look for like a loose thread. That would be investigation. And then arcana is how it's made and what's the deal with it. Well, I rolled perception and your boy got a 13 total. So Great. with a 13, you see that there aren't stakes holding it down. However, it is held in place. I know I'm saying it's like you draped a quilt over it, but it really is a dome. Like, it, it's like, it is like a massive shield that has been draped over this thing. So I'm going to tell you that the air draft plan, not going to work. Okay. Is it flush against the, like, grass ground? Yes, it is pressed up against the ground. You can't, like, look under it. There's no seams. It is cable knit, though, but the uh, holes in between are too small for you to look in. Is it like it's a tea cozy on a mixing bowl and the mixing bowl's turned over on top of the factory? Is it like that? <laughs> Just a visual I'm for sorry. <laughs> Explain? For all the Amandas out there, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> Incredible. I would like to look into how it is knit specifically because... I've had lots of blankets and repaired lots of things. I want to just start unraveling it if there's an ability to do that from one of the edges. If you want to look for a thread to pull on, you make an investigation check. Yeah. Uh, three plus four. Seven. Damn. Seven. Bad rolls for both of us. Uh, you look around. This seems to be pretty well knit. There are no extra threads. There's no little things that are sticking out. You're like, damn, 
These are some some great needles that someone used. Can I give Aggie a help action in investigating and trying to find this? If you want to give up your role, you can do a help action. Yeah, because I'm not good at anything else, so do that. Julia, you're good at plenty. Oh, thanks, bud. (laughs) Burning. (laughs) Uh, Good news, that's a 19. Yay! Great. Okay. You look around and you're like, damn, how this is really well made. There has to be something here. But you know, even the best quilts probably have a thread somewhere. You don't see it, but you suspect that there is one. So in normal life, where I would check for this vulnerability is the middle. Do I have a sense of whether it's the top of the dome or whether it's like a random place elsewhere on the thing? The middle is the top of the dome. I'm going to turn to my compatriots and say, revised plan. I should bounce up there, see if there is a thread to pull, and if there's not, just attract attention instead. Okay, well, on the plus side, you will be stealthy until you are ready to not be stealthy. Right. So that's good. Maybe they won't notice you up there. Um, Dr. Morrow, any observations now that you see this material up close? Or are you just like... Hold me back. I'm ready to fuck up Gutenberg personally. Can we have Dr. Mara roll an Arcana check? Uh, yeah, I can roll an Arcana check for you. And I know this Please. is uh, this is not the case, but I do in my head. Um, the next moments that happen is that Tuna comes out and just re-balls it into a just mm. yarn ball. Adorable. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Tuna pulls on the thread and then it's just a ball <laughs> of yarn. Yeah. Damn it! You've solved my yarn puzzle. And then they just bat at it. Dr. Mara rolled a three. She's like. I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to fuck okay. up whoever's in there. I'm going to take him out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hold me back. Hold me back. No one's holding me back. Val gently loops an arm around her waist. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> She's punching and kicking as Val. You have like one hand on her chest. Uh, okay, guys. I'll be right back then. Okay. Be careful. I'll try. Can me and Volcani prepare an action? Sure, what would you like to yeah, do? Yeah, what do we want to do? In case shit breaks bad, can we have an attack ready so we get, like, a extra attack? Sure. Great question. How about, I'm framing it like this and tell me what, what you think. If Mega Muncher and Threadbear run over here and see Aggie, because you are ready for it, I will give you advantage on initiative. Wonderful, okay. Cool, I already have advantage on initiative, so. I will give Volcani plus three to initiative, cool. and I'll give... Killanova advantage on initiative. Sick. I would also like to ready an action where if I notice that they have noticed Aggie, I want to cast create bonfire somewhere away from the dome. You can do one of those. So you can either get ready to fight or you can do the bonfire. I already have advantage on initiative, so I will do the bonfire action as a distraction. Hopefully. Hell yeah. All right. You want to you stealth up there? Yeah, Multitool's going to give a little salute to her teammates. Good luck. And uh, just run up side of the dome, like monks do. Incredible. How do you able to do this because of your stretchy powers? Oh, Eric, my feet get wide and flat. <laughs> <laughs> like a duck. <laughs> Incredible. All right. Yeah, so my I'm going to run up to the very center of the dome, and I want to look for that loose thread. All right, make a stealth check. I'm keeping my plus eight. I got a 24. Ooh, baby. All right. Very good. Very good. Multi-tool. You stretch up to the top of this dome. It is like walking on, on an inflatable bouncy castle up there. It's just so pillowy as you step from one thing to another. 
mostly to whispers. This is pretty fun. <laughs> and as you are springing, I think you hear from far away and be like, No, they were behind us. Mega Muncher, go. Om nom 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 nom. I rolled a nat 20 oh as they are God. barreling Fuck. straight for you. Everyone roll initiative. Great. Can I, as my reaction, cast bonfire like 60 feet to the right of us? So as like a like, oh, maybe they're over there. Absolutely. I let you point to a direction and there's just like a volcano just kind of like bursts out <laughs> of the ground like 60 feet away. I was like, no, I don't want fire in my mouth. <laughs> okay. I rolled a 16. Ooh. 11 for me. I got 18 total. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. Going first right now, it is our good ghostly friend, Kilanova. Yes. Yeah. I was hoping that would happen. Oh yeah. What do you want to do, bud? All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast me Erupting Earth. Nice. I'm going to churn up a fountain of earth and stone of a 20-foot cube, like, right in front of them, like, halfway where they are and 10 feet in front of them. Hell yeah. First, they make a deck saving throw, uh, and they take 3d12 on a failed save. Incredible. Is it? This is when the ghost hands come out of the ground, right? Like, this is what you did uh, against the... Uh, Roman Italians. Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. In flavor, just tons and tons of ghostly hands erupt from the earth like a horrible graveyard. Hell yeah. I think that they grab onto Mega Muncher and try to truly pull him down into the depths of hell. Uh, but Threadbare is able to teleport away a little bit or at least yank on the yarn to get himself out of trouble. So Mega Muncher failed, but uh, Threadbare passed. Okay, cool. Um, and I'm actually going to cast that at level 5, so it's going to be 5d12. Hell yeah. Let's oh. do it, bud. And it is also difficult terrain, Perfect, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That was the main goal. Let's see. The really fucked up thing is that I bought Eric the die that he's using to wreck my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a total of 31 damage. Let's go. Good job. Incredible. Yeah. Bang, you, bang. Those hands are grabbing. And you see Milo strain with both hands out in front of him. Yeah, there's some little cat paws in the hands now. Maybe some little Aww. some little dog paws as well. Yeah. This is definitely less practice and more just like panicked reaction, Milo. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Hey, is that a spell, my man? Oh, shit, it is. <laughs> shit. Not an eight. Not an eight. Not an eight. I got a six. Oh, uh, boy. Of course. Of course. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. Yeah, roll a d10 for me. Maybe it'll be good. Okay, d10. A three? Oh, no. no. Oh, buddy. Oh, no. Uh -oh. I don't like that. I think as the earth erupts and the hands grab Mega Muncher and Threadbare, uh, and you're concentrating with all of your might, you see that the, the ground opens up below you, oh, and no. two jackal paws pull you down. Great. And they are wrapped around your head. You are like halfway in the ground and halfway above. You cannot move for three turns. Three turns. So I'm going to say one full minute. Okay. Can I act, just not actually move? Correct. Cool. Brandon, you can do a lot half buried in the ground. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. You don't have this to move. This could be much worse. Uh, unfortunately, it also feels like, is there like sandpaper? 
against my feet. Oh, shit. It's cat like, oh, no, these toes. are cat tongues. Who's licking my feet? <laughs> 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 it is now uh, Mega Muncher's turn. Mega Muncher is stuck in those hands. Yeah. Uh, however, Mega Muncher opens their mouth real wide and sucks in. And, like, you look behind and you see a bunch of just debris is flying towards Kilanova and Volcani. That does not hit on top of the dome. And Dr. Morrow, I assume, right? And Dr. Morrow as well, correct. Uh, Vulcani, Kilanova, Dr. Morrow, McDexterity saving throws. Now, would this be a thing where I could use danger sense, which is advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that I can see? Correct. Cool. That's how you use it? <laughs> that is how you use it, buddy. You see a warehouse is getting disassembled <laughs> behind you as it's getting sucked into the mouth. Oof. 19. Should I have disadvantage on this, Eric, since I'm... Correct. Okay. <laughs> I love you. You're great. I Look, I, I, it only makes sense. Yeah. Truth. I got a nine total. Wonderful. Okay. I want to tell you, this is 12d6. <sighs> Kilanova and Dr. Morrow take 45 points of damage. <gasps> and Val, please take half of that. Oh, half of that? 45? So, which will be 22. Okay, so I'm down to 15 hit points, but I do get to use my Halo Spirits. So in my head, Tuna just kind of jumps out and scratches the Mega Muncher on the face. And that's truly what it looks like, <laughs> and you can imagine how much damage that does. Uh, it does nine points of damage, actually, at 10th level. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Dr. Morrow, you see, you look back, Dr. Morrow was there, and now there is a pile of rubble in the area of where Dr. Morrow was crouching there. Dr. Morrow is buried under some rubble, y'all. Is she down or just incapacitated? You don't know. I rolled for Dr. Morrow. It is now Volcani's turn. Well, the fact that he just rolled probably means she's down to making death saving throws. I don't know. What? Who can say? Maybe I'm trying to fake you out. Who can say? <laughs> well, I can't do anything about that, really. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and use Firebolt to try to shoot Threadbear out of the air. Hell yeah. 18 plus seven. That hits. Cool. Do I also add fire damage to that? Sure. Why not? All right. Oh, well, I rolled a 10. That's nice. cool. The more Eric lets us fuck around, the more confident that means he is in his fight. And that makes me nervous. <laughs> Five. So a total of 15. Wonderful. Yeah. You, you blast him with some fire and Thurber goes, ah, I still don't like it, even though it's I'm not a, I'm not wool. I still don't like it. Stop it. Suck. No. You wouldn't treat your arts and crafts like this. <laughs> Imagine these are my arts and crafts. I spend time on these. Yeah, doing evil. That's up for debate, depending on who you're talking to. Multi-tool, it is now your turn. There's a lot of shit happening below you. You are standing on top of this dome. And I'm still looking for that loose thread. Yes, you are. That's an 18. Ooh. Okay. With an 18, as there, the, there is calamity happening below you, you are still looking for a loose thread in a hay bale, a needle in a haystack. You're looking for a loose thread in a, in a needle stack? I don't know. You know how it is. Uh, so you were looking around, and right in the exact center of this thing, you see a loose thread. I'm trying to, like, fuck this up as much monk as possible. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I would like to tie the thread to my belt. Okay. And step of the wind down the dome which if that doubles my speed 
That's a hundred feet. Here's what I'm going to say. I love this. This is incredible. You tie it to yourself and you give it like a little gank to feel like if it's going to unspool. This It's very well made. You're going to have to get it going before you can just fully unspool it. Okay, so then I'll use my action to try and unspool it as much as I can? Yes. Okay. Please make a strength check. Sure. Oh, Eric, what does the little octopus mean? <laughs> it's a nat 20. <laughs> okay, here's what happens with a nat 20. All right. Plus one, plus one. Nat 20 plus one. Nat 20 plus one. You put your hands on this giant yarn and you're like, I'm going to fucking yank this as hard <laughs> as I can. I'm going to rip it out of the ground. And then as you're about to pull, you hear like a very loud sound of a motorcycle. Like someone's driving like a, a loud, clunky, like Harley Davidson or something, right? <gasps> and then like the engine is incredibly loud and it seems old and like someone's been working on it for a while. It's like, boom, 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 boom. And it comes down and you hear, Hey, uh, you should be careful with that. Don't pull too hard. You look up, and Fritz Brightstone has pulled up on a massive, chunky motorcycle. Badass. If you yank it too hard, it'll get hurt. It'll, you'll break it. Oh, for sure. Thanks. Yeah. And so I pull it with my normal strength. Yeah. So with your normal strength, with an H20, you'll, you're able to do this anyway. Oh. So you start to unspool it here. I will tell you, this yarn, if you pull it too hard it will break. Oh, damn. So okay. with a nat 20, you'll get it, but you need to get between a 12 and a 16 strength check. Whoa. Okay. Or it'll pull it too hard. That's cool. That's awesome. I love that. It's now Threadbear's turn. Threadbear says, you know, originally my job was going to be take us out of here when, and then I would like, we keep hitting you from different sides, but like, fuck you guys. And Threadbear is going to like, Spider-Man swing again up to Volcani and put both hands on Volcani's shoulders and say, see you later. And please make a charisma saving throw for me, Julia. Sure. 15. 12 plus 3. I don't like this bad Spidey. No, me neither. Can I? No, I was going to say, can I add my fame to that? But that doesn't no, make any no, sense. No, no. <laughs> you're famous to Milo. Well, yeah. you're, fa- you're famous to me emotionally. Thank you. Threadbear pushes you and you fall backwards, and you are expecting to hit the ground, but you don't hit the ground because he has pulled a rip in the yarn of Tynaman space, and you just keep falling because this spell is called Relocate, and I can put you 90 feet in any unoccupied space, and he puts you 90 feet up in the air. Oh, shit. Cool. You just, you fall, and then you keep falling backwards. Cool. Hell yeah. We are going back around to Milo. Milo, you are stuck in the ground. There is a pile of rubble nearby. Threadbare is standing nearby, and Volcani is gone. Do I, Has Volcani reappeared in the air yet? Oh, yeah. Vulcani, you can look up, and Volcani's like, but 90 feet in the air is far away. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what is, you're like, what is that? Is that a, a night bird? Is, is that, that an owl? Is that a plane? A very angry owl? <laughs> so uh, first thing I'm going to do is summon Tuna with my wild companion, because with that, I get three temporary hit points per level. Great. So I gain 30 temporary hit points and my spirit, my halo spirits doubles. Wonderful. Tuna like curls up next to you and you feel stronger, man. I feel so oh. strong. Um, and I'm not even gonna bother trying to get out of this ground here. Sh- y'all, should I go after Dr. Morrow? You should try to focus on stabilizing Dr. Morrow if you can. Okay. Is there like, yeah. is there a way that you can help someone with a death save throw? 
Yeah, I can I can heal her. I just need to get the rocks okay. off her first. Yeah. yeah. Can Tuna move the rocks and then you do the heal? Tuna's a very tiny, tiny. He has magic though. Like maybe he could like phase through the rocks and then pull her out somehow. I don't know. I'm throwing out ideas. <laughs> yeah. You could try. You could try. Could reach through. Dealing with Dr. Morrow is an action. You'd have to heal next round. Right. Right. I think I'm going to try to encourage Tuna to try to pull Dr. Morrow out from the rock pile. Cool. So they have a strength of minus four. Cool. But I'll give them a help action. See if I can get advantage. Let's go Tuna. Do your best. Come on. Let's go Tuna. Pretty Let's goddamn go. good roll. 17 and 15. 17 minus 4 is 13. 13. Oh, man. Yeah, that DC was 13, baby. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That cat. Tuna, the best cat. Tuna phases through the rubble and then pulls Dr. Morrow inch by inch so phasing through the rubble. Yeah. Uh, I think that is enough. I don't think Dr. The, like, Tuna is very much a cat. Let's be very clear. But I think it's enough that at least you get, like, a hand Maybe Dr. Morrow's hand phasing through the rubble. Mm -hmm. So it is close enough for you to touch her and heal her because she is out at the moment. Cool. And the entire time I'm just cheerleading Tuna. Tuna, Tuna, he's our cat. If he can't do it, no one can. No one one cat. No one cat. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm going to roll for Dr. Morrow. It is now Mega Muncher's turn. Mega Muncher is going to get fucked is what he's gonna do he's gonna say you're right i don't want to do this life of crime he's gonna pull off blanket and he's gonna leave and curl up with much like the italians when they were pulled into hell yeah he's going to realize oh shit i shouldn't be doing this (laughs) do you think they saw anubis and now they have a lot of questions for their priest no i think they saw what they wanted to see (laughs) or they saw a jackal-headed uh god and did what all christians do and be like that was a demon i must have gone to hell yep (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah mega muncher's kind of is pissed right so mega muncher is going to do a dash action and use that to clear the difficult terrain that is all of the hands grabbing onto the big mouth and just bowl forward and I need everyone in this area, which is Killanova, Threadbare, and Dr. Morrow, unfortunately, is going to have to make strength saving throws to get out of the way of this of the charging mouth. So this is strength saving throw. Killanova, you do not have disadvantage. Okay. Eric, I'm gonna use my Phantasma Duck so I can replace my strength with a- Hell yeah. yeah. Use those magic items, my man. I got 11 plus wisdom is nine, so non-nat 20. Non-nat 20, yep. Hell yes. You're going to take 13 points of damage, which is 26 halved. Dr. Morrow is going to get hit as well and is going to take one death fail (gasps) from taking the damage. Uh, So just just his mouth is chomping through and... uh, Threadbare gets chopped in half. Oh my god. The yarn is just cut into two different sides, and there is just Good. the top half of Threadbare and the bottom half of Threadbare. He's like, hey, what's the big idea? Watch where you're going. Get out of the way. <laughs> and now there are two individual uh, entities of Threadbare. Sorry, is it like he- down the middle, like through the stomach? Or was it like there's one half that's the left and one half that's the right? Hilaria, Julia, 10 D&D points to you. Thanks. There's a left and a right. <laughs> they are also currently prone because they're in two different halves. Good. <laughs> Incredible. It is now Vulcani's turn, who is 90 feet in the air. I will. You can make your move before you fall. Uh, I'm going to bonus action go into a rage. 
Hell yeah. Decrease that falling damage, please. All right, you take 41 points of falling damage, have to 20. Okay, I'm still, listen, I'm at like 45 now, so I'm okay. Gotta love a barbarian. There you go, gotta love a barbarian. Lots of fall, you just say boom, and hit the ground. Third bear says, I told you I'd do it, and I did it. Multi-tool, it is now your turn. So uh, you have Fritz Brightstone with you, helping you from afar. How much should I get to unravel? Like, I want to unravel until there is, like, a hole wide enough for all of us to jump in. That's interesting. You unravel, you pulled on it, so now you have it going. Yeah. But there is no hole right now. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep unraveling it until there is a hole big enough for us to jump through. Sure. Fritz is going to give you advantage. Remember, you need a nat 20, or you need to get between 12 and 16. Oh, boy. My strength is plus one, so I have to roll between an 11 and a 15. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. If you pull it too hard, it, the, the yarn will snap. Now, in this case rolling advantage. Can Amanda choose the one that works best for her? Correct. Correct. Oh, sweet. Love it. I'm not that rude, Julia. <laughs> okay, I rolled a 15, so plus one is a 16. Woo! Bang! Woo! There you go. Yeah, you unravel it enough as Fritz Brightstone is telling you in a very calm and collected Great. voice, just pull on it, pull on it slowly. Don't yeah. do it too hard. And you have a person-sized hole in the top of the dome. I mean, I want to grab someone with my extendo arms and just drop them through the hole. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Is that okay? That is your that is your movement, so you can definitely do that as as the stretchy monk can do. I'm going to peer my, my head over the side of the dome. Hey, Volcani, you want to you wanna do a parachute jump? I mean, always and forever. Should I worry about these guys? Killanova, you got it under control? I'm cool. You hear from under a pile of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you going to be able to handle Dr. Morrow? Yeah, as long as she'll be able to, like, get up and run, she'll be cool. Maybe we should wait until Dr. Morrow's conscious first. All right, then. You stay down there. I'm going to pop down. When you're ready, just uh, make, like, make like a bird cocooning noise. I'll, I'll hear you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, why don't, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Why don't you prepare that and hold it? Yeah. So then I'm going to drop through the hole. You're just going to drop through the hole? Just use my movement and drop through the hole. Hell yes. Yeah. Wonderful. You drop through the hole. And it's just like, you see, you are on top of a warehouse. You see that everything is painted a pale purple to mirror the color of the packaging of vitamin M, even the roof, and you are just Damn. on top of the warehouse. Is there like a trap door? Is there something I could go through? There's the, yeah, there's, there's like skylight windows in this very bougie ass warehouse. Yeah, I'm gonna pop down through the hole, open up a hatch or a window, whatever is loose, and uh, with memories of the, uh, the last, the mob fight in my brain, I think I'll, crouch outside of it, ready to jump through on my next turn. All right. It is now Threadbear's turn. Threadbear is going to say, this isn't the plan at all. We got to, we have to, let's regroup. We got to re rethread this. I know this, I do not like this. And Threadbear puts a hand on Mega Muncher and rips a very large hole in the fabric of time and space. And then uh, like, Slaps the the mouth on the back of the the head and says, "Yeah, let's roll." <laughs> and they plow munch through this massive hole and disappear. However, I will say that the yarn hole is still open behind them. In time and space. In time and space, yeah. You are out of initiative uh, for everyone. Volcani, Kilnova, what do you want to do? I'm gonna do two things. Uh, first thing, I'm gonna do healing spirit and heal. Dr. Morrow. Great. If that has multiple people, I would also like some of that. Yeah, it does. So basically what happens is Tuna becomes very licky, and Tuna (laughs) goes around licking everyone, and it restores 1d6 hit points up to 
one plus my spellcasting modifier number of times, which is hell yeah, whoa, ten times total. So I can do ten d six to wow. your spellcasting modifier is ten. My modifier is nine. Oh, so okay. one plus, you got it. Eric, can I just roll ten d since we're out of initiative? Can I just roll ten d six and then divvy? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so I have a total of thirty-eight points to give out. Heal Doctor Morrow up to full because I imagine she's not very high, and then I'll take whatever's left. Sure. That will be 25 hit points. Right. So you get 13. She almost died. I didn't want everyone to know that she literally almost died. Oh, yeah. Oofed. I know. Yes. She extremely almost died. Oofed. Um, and then for my action, that was a bonus action. For my action, I'm just going to cast Gaseous Form and get out of the ground. Love it. Is someone going to cuckoo? Then I'll, I'll pop out and come down. Cuckoo. <laughs> All right. I'll stretch my legs to, uh, to rise up out of the, uh, the hole in the yarn and make my way down. Is everybody okay? I got, I got through. We can just go down to the roof. There's also a big hole in time and space over there. Just uh, pointing that out. That seems irresponsible. Yeah. I feel like it might be a trap, honestly. If he left it open behind him, it feels like a trap. Yeah, we're here to fight Gutenberg anyway. Um, That's the brief. I did just talk myself out of going into that hole by myself, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> Dr. Morrow is under is still under a pile of rocks and says, Hold me back! Hold me back, I'm gonna take him down! <laughs> the rocks are literally doing that for us. Call me back! She you just see one one hand phase through the rock, like struggling with a fist and like flailing. I think everyone cinematically looks at Tuna and see if Tuna wants to go through the portal and follow. Mm, mm, no. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> All right, I think we should go in the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, I think we have to answer Gutenberg. So I guess we'll lift Dr. Morrow out of the rocks. I can stretch everybody up through Whee! the hole in the yarn. And cowabunga. <laughs> I'm going to jump through the window. Nice. They love crash through the window as you jump down to this warehouse. You look around and there's just scattered boxes everywhere. There's like a production line that has been uh, left alone. Like people ran out in the middle of a work day and you look over and there's a spotlight lit down on a big oak desk and Gutenberg has his feet up leaning back in a big captain's chair and he says oh finally I thought I was gonna have to like check in and make sure all of you are all right let's do this <laughs> 